Welcome to This Old App, a podcast about learning, coding, smashing stuff together, breaking things apart, startups, failing, winning, and any other buzzwords we can think of. Hey, Don. So, I guess in the past we've talked about the Chasms Project, right. which was us working on an application that allowed ex- people on SMS, like a mobile phone, SMS messaging, to communicate with folks in a Slack channel. Right. And we built we built the app, and it's been we we basically shut down the project due to lack of marketplace. Estimating that the marketplace wouldn't care enough to do much work, but you're still your team is still using it, right? Yeah, we're still using it, um, and and I've actually been working. We talked last time about working with the uh, Power Platform for Microsoft. I've actually been working on migrating it to that a bit, um, but we can talk about that another time. So there's a couple things um, that we didn't have to deal with at the scale of what our your project our project was, but. Um, some things I've learned about Twilio in just some research and working on things at Hierology that I think is good to talk about to people. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I like t- talking Twilio. I think it's a nice platform. Yeah, it's a great platform. The documentation is great. Um, lots of features that are really moving things forward. And so the first one, though, is actually a gotcha. And I don't know all of the specifics, but we I always had the impression initially that a text message is a text message. And when you send it, you're paying like 00075 cents per outgoing and incoming message. Right. And that's what you get charged on. That is not truly how it works. Okay. The, Depending, and this is what's weird and the most weird, depending on the encoding of your payload, of the body of the message, you can, they, they will break your message up into segments. And those segments are what you get charged on. Interesting. So let's say you were to post a paragraph, not, not talking messages of like 10 or 12 words, which is what we usually text people with, but if you're, but it's very easy to think that someone on your side on the Slack channel will paste a paragraph of information, a work order detail, a request from a a customer or a client feedback and send that to someone on the exterior, on the external side of like, Hey, you need to know what was said here. That paragraph, which looks like maybe 200 characters or something could come up as almost 600 based on the encoding. And that that based on the, the carriage returns encoding it or something else It's based on character counts based on how the certain characters are encoded. And I don't, and, and I don't haven't done enough research beyond a very high level. But my point is that, you thought you were paying for one 200-character paragraph, and you're actually getting paid for three or more segments. Sure. And that starts to add up at scale. 
I mean, right. It, I'm, I'm if you're talking, only sending out one, it's nothing. If you're sending out a thousand, yeah, it's significant. Someone showed me an example of a paragraph that cost ten segments. Wow! And it did not look like that long of a paragraph. We weren't. It wasn't War and Peace or anything. It was like a very to the point chunk of normal data. I'm like that costs ten times the normal, and it had to do with encodings which I think are affected by emojis and apostrophes and inter, like uh, and internationalization type things. So my point is that and on the rail Ruby on Rails side, you can actually prevent this problem with some kind of Ruby gem that just encodes it correctly for you at every chance it gets. Right. And I don't know what the node side would use um, to do the same thing, but excuse me, the, I'm pretty sure the the Ruby gem itself is very basic. It's just employing some very standard library to to make the um, change or filter or whatever it's doing. But I think my bigger point is. We only caught this type of discrepancy by looking at our volume of messages sent and then what we were paying. So I think this is one of those deals for any developer to kind of be attentive to the billing and really look and see, like, what are you paying for here? Because as you get, if you boost traffic, any, you're, you're going to be inefficient, especially when you build a startup. Uh, product and we built this MVP that your team is using production wise I see maybe three or four errors at most come across the slack channel that we have set up for that and I, you haven't complained about it so I don't really know what went wrong but the the bigger point is the messaging looks cheap at a very basic level but if you don't follow the correct steps um, yourself, you may end up paying significantly more than you should. And it's just something to pay attention to. Interesting. And, and I think you see this sometimes. Um, you can see this yourself when you're typing a text message. Um, you can type a text message and then certain emojis, if you, if you hit an emoji, instead of it counting for, you know, like three or four characters, it counts for like 30. Yeah. Um, so that that's the same type of thing that that is happening on the uh, Twilio side. It's just it does, there's no counter there counting it for you. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's interesting. I've I've got so I, I've I've been kicking around the idea of doing a um, a flashcard tool for for football officials. Mm-hmm. And rules on rules using text messages. Um, so this is something I'll have to watch out for is to make sure that everything I'm sending is, and, and I assume it's just, as long as it's base ASCII, it's probably fine. It's when you get into, like you said, a special apostrophe, not a regular apostrophe, not a back tick, but a smart quote um, would be the best way I can put it. Mm-hmm. Um that that's not base ASCII anymore. It's got to take a few characters in order to build that that smart quote. And so, 
Yeah, and and I and again, I there's a really uh, great post on Twilio explaining this. So like Twilio is not covering this up; they totally know about it, and they recommend people encode it correctly, and they've written a very good blog post that I still skimmed just based on my timeline, but they are very much on the let you should save money if you can um, side of things. Cause really the charges to them are like, these are what carriers are charging and they're just kind of relaying that charge back to you in that sense. So they don't, they're, they don't, this is not something that Twilio by any means is covering up. It is out there that, if you quickly build something without paying attention, you just stick a payload in there and encode it at whatever you're used to. So that's just, this is just a heads up to anyone working on that side. The other thing that is new, interesting since Twilio is uh, there's two different um, products that they are now supporting. One of them is called Proxy. And another one is called Conversations. And the idea is the ability to set up an infrastructure very similar to what we did with Slack and SMS to allow for back and forth communications um, in a more conversational way across many different devices. So... First, I'll explain proxy. Proxy, if you've ever used Uber or Instacart, um, you may have done this thing where you are able to text message the driver or text message the um, delivery person. And you're sending a text message to them, but they don't see your number and you don't see theirs. So there's a proxy in between that is basically saying, hey, on behalf of this individual sender i'm going to send this out to this i'm proxying the same way and basically they because we never dealt with this we talked about it before there is a cap on the number of messages you can send per number and you may need to you may need if as a company you may need a pool of numbers with which to send out outgoing conversations Right. So proxy does this thing where they pull the numbers for you. Like you buy a two or three numbers to start with. And then based upon your usage and who you're talking to, Twilio will grab that number, use it consistently with that external user. And if you start to reach the max number of users or conversations per phone number, they will add another to the pool or um, warn you that you, you're re- re- reaching the max. And somehow they do it. They give you more conversations per number. They talk about thousands. And I think we were talking about 200 maybe. Um, and so they've got a way to actually expand that number, um, that list for you. Uh, so I can say that... I've looked at the programming it takes to manage the pool of numbers and allocations. It's not rocket science, but it, it's still a good amount of custom work you need to do to keep track of these numbers and how many conversations they're in. And sure. this is just one way to get it done. Now, the way this is priced is based on sessions or conversations. And so 
if in a given month you have, let's say, a thousand conversations, you're paying, you know, 10 cents per conversation for the month. And that's where, and, and then you still pay, if it happens to be involving SMS, you pay those charges too. Sure. If it's over Messenger, like I think if you get into the like WhatsApp and iOS and stuff, I think it gets cheaper um, if it costs anything for that delivery. But the idea is the problem that we knew would come with scaling our, our system um, of chasms is actually now in a way handled by a Twilio product itself. And so I guess my point to this is before you go down the path of custom building your own phone number pool management system, I think Twilio has already seen that problem enough times and is now providing an affordable product that would do that for you. You could just plug and play and be on your way. Yeah, and this this reminds me of, and it, it's it's probably based on the same limitation. These are carrier based limitations. Yeah. Um, Remind one hundred and one is a service um, provided to educational facilities, mostly schools, mostly your your elementary, middle, and high schools, um, for teachers to be able to communicate with students and things like that. Um, the high school band had one set up to go to all 300 members. Um, Remind actually came out with a policy about four months ago saying your groups have to be limited to 150 members. And I think that's that limitation, that carrier-based limitation that you can only send out so many texts per, um, per number. So they ended up limiting the group and it sounds like Twilio's got a way around that to have a pool of numbers and, and, and you can programmatically manage that and still keep your, um, still keep your group as one big group. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's another product called conversations, which I just haven't had a chance to look at, but it very much goes down the same path as proxy. I think that the individuals would all know each other. I think it's more like a chat system for a support team um, okay. but it's federating conversations and I think conversations is where what we were doing with slack may be more prevalent like more or maybe more um, relevant to what we are trying to do there and I think I think what I now here's the thing I learned a ton building the the chasm stuff and i don't i don't think i spent too much time on it um i learned more with javascript and firebase and twilio than i would deem as a big cost of time to build that mvp but now like as the world of technology and these communications and companies needing to proxy addresses and federate um, conversations, uh, filter them, regulate them, uh, privacy concerns, all that good stuff. I feel like Twilio has really been building like a tool set that just gives you the ability to plug in. And we are not sponsored by Twilio by any means. I've sent them plenty of money 
uh, on just a small scale. But, you know, I think I can definitely give them a positive review for their product-based approach um, based on what I've seen in the last year and a half to two years. Sure. But that's all I got on Twilio, really. Um, but I think at a company that wants to increase their ability to interact with their customer base, both potential customers and support, there are a lot of great tools that are sitting there that you can build on. Um, not to mention the number of companies that are probably building up apps like we were doing with Chasms and they're using Twilio infrastructure themselves too. Yeah, I, I, I really think text, uh, I, I still believe that text-based communication, um, it, it, it's not dated. It is very much um, contemporary technology that people still use to a large degree. Yeah. Um, and, and using something like a Twilio Helps you helps you start up something real quick. Uh, a couple years ago, I I put together just a quick little test project on um, on one of these daily fantasy things where you say, okay, who's going to score more tonight, Golden State or or Chicago? Yeah, and and you would send it to a friend, and they they they'd respond, and then you'd all score points based on who got right, things like that. It it only took a day or two to put together because the the Twilio um, interface API is is really easy to work with, and and I think there's a lot you can do with um, with it in in servicing your customers or building a product. Yeah. Well, that's all I got for. This week, in the sense of everything, as you, as I have found working with a bigger firm, my, I'm not on, I, back when I was working as a consultant, I was touching so many different aspects of tech and needing to research and checking out new things. And that slowed down significantly in the new job where I am doing much more people management and much more research around specific needs of a bigger firm. And that's quite a distinctly different um, way that I've worked with tech lately. Yeah. So. Yeah, definitely. It, once you, once you get into a, a larger team, um, you, the, the, the pace of change slows down the yeah. pace of things you're working on slows down. Cause one, you're not necessarily responsible for everything. Um, but two, you're uh everybody else is dictating the pace of things as well. So, um, but maybe you learn things deeper. You'll have to, you'll have to speak to that in time. Well, I learn. Yeah. I don't It's hard to explain. Like I do, I do have the opportunity to think about things um, more. It's a very weird slowdown of pace, which is sometimes I'm like, okay, I'm not under the gun to do this at the moment, whereas everything had to be kind of time boxed and just, you know, kick it out. So, but I, it's just a such, I don't know, like maybe living a reasonably paced work, having a reasonably paced work environment is something I've not had in so long. And I don't know if I should consider it bad or good. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's a difference. Um, 
I did work on one JavaScript interface that everyone else on my team was very, ha- very, very happy I took on because they're like, oh, I hate working with that stuff. And Megan is working in React and JavaScript right now, which I want to get her on here to talk about her experience. And I'm like, after going through the pain of learning JavaScript and React, now I'm just like, oh, I'd like to work on something like that again, which is right. very odd because I was fed up with some of the react the change of pace in javascript for so long and now i'm just like eh, no big deal i can handle it <laughs> so it's just a ch- it's so different yeah yeah i think it's a just maybe lower dopamine levels because of the lack of uh, slack notices that i need to follow up on so many different things <laughs> but Anyway, uh, that's all I got for this week. Um, all right. I do. I just. I feel like Twilio got to give them props for moving ahead. Um, they are doing their best to make products like Chasms obsolete, and I guess that's the way technology goes. Yeah, for sure. All right. Very good. We'll talk to you again soon. Yep. Later. Thanks for listening to this old app. Show notes and previous episodes can be found on our website at www.thisoldapp.online. Reviews on Apple iTunes are always appreciated and help promote the show. For questions, comments, or things you would like to hear on future shows, please email us at hello at thisoldapp.online. Show music is Guns Blazing by Fab Claxton, licensed by Pond5. Voiceover work by MeganVoices.com. You'll hear from us soon. <laughs>